tell me if this sounds like you. Ditching the rat race for financial freedom is your rally cry. Shaking off the hustle and grind mentality for time freedom makes you want to do a little dance. Creating a life where your money makes more money for you, now that's your jam. Why figure all of this out? More time with loved ones and the ability to make a meaningful difference in your world. Now that's what drives you. My name is Jenny Townsend. Now, let's up level. What's up, Podcast Nation? Jenny Townsend here. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. I hope this first week of 2021 has been a wonderful one for you. So last night out here in the Northeast, we had a little bit of a snowstorm. It wasn't anything like, you know, it wasn't like a blizzard or anything, but we woke up to a perfect little winter wonderland. Oh my gosh. It was just like, there was no wind. It was just like a really quiet snow that fell. And we woke up to a couple of inches just resting precariously on every limb of every tree. Stunning, stunning. So if you hear a little bit of background noise, which kind of seems to be the trend of late, my husband is out on the tractor kind of clearing the the driveway. And good times, right? Good times have I all. So that's what's happening over here. Now, let's dive into today's episode. I am really excited to talk about this topic of finding a location for your Airbnb because if you are considering adding a vacation rental, a short-term rental, furnished rental, whatever you want to call it, to your income portfolio, I'm sure you have wondered, but where do I even start with the location, right? Because If you've heard any kind of isms or phrases in the real estate world, the real estate investment world, I'm sure you've heard like the three most important kind of factors for a property in real estate are location, location, location. I'm sure you've heard that, right? But then also, it really is the only thing you can't change about a property. You can always update a property. You can put on an addition. You can reconfigure the rooms within your property. I mean, it's pretty limitless except for you probably can't change the location of the property. So now with that in mind, there are a couple of different, I think, wonderful approaches to finding the right place for your first or next Airbnb. And how I'm going to approach this today, because I don't know your situation specifically, um, and I'm just going to share with you my approach and I hope that it is helpful and then you can kind of layer over your lens of your specific goals, your specific situation as you plan to add an Airbnb to your income portfolio. Okay. All right. Let's start with the bottom line. I want to have a property that has appeal in any market or economy. So by that I mean an up economy, a down economy, an economy that's dealing with a pandemic. I want my properties to have universal kind of all market appeals. Um, And yeah, I just evergreen, right? Right. I was talking about this. I think it was in the previous episode. Just like find the toilet paper in your industry, right? What find the thing that people are always going to buy in in your, in your area, in your region, whatever, because I don't want to have, and again, this is just my take on things, but I don't want to have the largest, most spectacular property on Airbnb. Like I'm not looking to add a 
an enormous mansion in Malibu to my my portfolio, right? That is not my take on this. My take is I would much rather have um, a little bit smaller, you know, two or three bedroom listings that get consistently booked, that have consistent revenue and have consistent profits. That is what I'm looking for in this. And uh, like, just because a place is smaller like that doesn't mean it's not going to be a great experience or that it's not going to be well appointed. Like it's, it's still going to be charming and beautiful. And, you know, I'm thinking through the guest experience at every level, but I'm thinking from a property and location perspective, what is going to have an appeal in every market? And then in addition to that, I'm also looking for a place or a location that has like multiple types of travelers or avatars are drawn to it in pretty much any kind of economy. So not not high standards at all, right? It needs to have just general appeal, but not just one specific type of traveler appeal. I want multiple different types of travelers. So if if one type kind of falls off, there are still several others who are still looking for that type of a place. Make sense? Okay. And then I, so today I'm going to share with you two kind of filters or lenses to look at this through with, with a secondary strategy um, to both. Okay. So the first one is actually a phrase that I had used at the top of this episode by calling it an evergreen location. So I would imagine that you have been to a state or national park. Um, I don't know where you're listening to this from, but obviously like in the United States, there are state and national parks that people love to visit and they love to visit in any economy. There are people who um, do this I mean, in any up economy, it's not a bad thing to go to a national park or a state park. Like it's not, you're not suffering by doing that, right? But uh, also in down economies, maybe people are wanting to still do a family vacation, but don't want to spend an exorbitant amount of money on that vacation that year. So they might look for more of a state or national park trip. Bingo, right? That, that ticks the box for up market, down market. And then as we've seen the pandemic, people are kind of flocking to the, well, not flocking, they're anti-flocking to rural areas and a little bit, you know, more breathing room, literally. So again, another type of way to look at evergreen locations is water. So lakes or rivers, I think people will always, always travel to places with water. There's something so peaceful about it, especially kind of getting away from whatever hectic or stress. People love to go to water. So it doesn't have to be, like I said, an enormous mansion on the beach in Malibu. In fact, no, at least for me, no. But there are so many lakes and rivers throughout the country that are in more cost-effective places that will have a draw for people for multiple reasons in any economy. So again, it could be a family wanting to do a little bit of a less expensive, but still experience-rich vacation, but that it could be someone who has just graduated from college and wants to have, you know, whatever kind of solo trip and just wants to be out in nature. You know, it could be there's just multiple, multiple reasons people travel again 
um, to stay by water. Now, speaking of avatars, for state or national parks or lakes or rivers or hiking, obviously we all, I, I love hiking. I'll speak for myself. I love hiking. And so to be able to stay in a place that is right off of a trail system is incredible, right? So again, these avatars for this evergreen location kind of batch I'm sharing with you right now would be families, young families, whatever, um, older families, but as well as singles, couples, friends, or um, what I've seen interestingly increase over the last couple of years are full-time Airbnb guests. And this includes a couple specific groups, though there are many outside of these specific groups who, who stay at Airbnbs often. Now, it might not be 100% of the time, but they book and book and book and book and just kind of move around. So one group is a millennial traveler. So if someone's job, I mean, pre-pandemic, um, was remote and they could work from wherever they did. And I th they still do, right? A lot of people still do. And there's also retirees. So they're not necessarily locked down to a like to the need to be in one place anymore or wanting to experience the country, experience different parts of the country and see beautiful things along the way. Um, your yeah, so I, so for these evergreen locations, again, I'm going to name off the avatars that I'd noted for you. Families, singles, couples, friends, millennial travelers who kind of live full-time Airbnb, retirees that maybe not for the full year, but like spend a considerable amount of time on Airbnb properties. That is an enormous percentage of the population looking to stay at these kinds of evergreen locations. So that, in my mind, is gold very very literally gold but then also note and this isn't going to stay this way I don't think forever but I I feel like it's worth noting for the at least short to midterm trend I think things will continue to be rather virtual and by things I mean work and maybe even school so families have the ability to travel a lot more and not just over Christmas break or winter break or summer break or spring break or some schools have fall breaks, but families are having the flexibility to be able to visit places pretty ongoing without, without time limitations. And what's interesting is they're staying places longer. So again, it's not just a weekend because the weekend doesn't necessarily um, mean much <laughs> for um, a work or a school perspective right now. But then, yeah, so it's almost like they're travelers that are almost, no, well, it's like nomad traveling. I guess we could just say that. So that is the evergreen location again with all of the different avatars who are drawn to it. Gold. Then something else that I like to look at is does the place, so maybe it's not near a state park or national park or it's not right by a lake or river or hiking, whatever, but does it have four-season appeal? So I like to think twice about a place that only has seasonal appeal. And I know this isn't a perfect um, example, but it, I think it'll make my case. Ski resorts. So if, yeah, so if there's, 
not many activities on either of the shoulder seasons or in the summer near the ski resort. You are pretty much relying on there being a snow-rich ski season that people are going to that resort, that you're going to be booked solid. Like you're putting so much value, importance, weight on a ski season being successful that I, I don't like all of those factors being completely out of my control. And so again, I know there are plenty of ski resorts that have built-in summer activities or the towns that they're in have more summer activities. So this isn't a etched in stone rule, but it's probably not something I'm going to invest in anytime soon. So take that again for what it's worth. But just thinking about like if if people leave a certain area during a certain time, I kind of, you know, there will always be people coming into that area traveling, but I want to know, does a place, does a region have its own four season appeal? Is there a draw to that area for each season? And if so, that'll make it onto my consideration list. And my consideration list is rather long and I'm always narrowing places down. Okay. So the two biggest strategies that I can give you or two biggest filters that I can give you as you are looking to find a location for your Airbnb whether it's your first, your next, whatever, is making sure it has an evergreen location that people will always, regardless of the economy, there will always be a draw or an appeal to that. Again, it tends to be more rural right now, or at least not in the the middle of a city. And then also four season appeal. Is there something that will bring people to your area each season that you don't have to, you know, necessarily write a season of the year off is like, meh, people don't generally come here for that season. I mean, that's, it's a risk, right? So four season appeal, I think is really important. And then also, I've mentioned this in previous episodes, but I think it's worth noting for, this does tick the list of, it works well in up economies, down economies, and clearly in a pandemic, is to focus on a specific audience. And the one I'm going to share with you today is care providers. So this would be maybe geared towards traveling nurses who are working at a hospital. So if it's near a hospital where obviously go back and listen to that episode, I will link to the episode The I can't remember the episode number at the top of my head right now, but I'll link to that in the show notes where I explain the all of the pros of having a traveling nurses strategy for your your vacation rental or your furnished rental it's such a powerful strat- strategy but traveling nurses aren't the only people who might be wanting to stay near a hospital there are obviously specialists being brought in to all kinds of hospitals right now and that but that thing is that always happens right specialists are always being brought in and then there is always the idea of family members wanting to be nearby. So and this doesn't have to be, I mean, that is, this could be a potentially weighty topic, but it is also a very realistic topic that people may just want to be nearby if someone is in the hospital or if someone is having a procedure. And obviously at this time, they're not allowed it into the hospital, but they want to be nearby. Or for instance, if my daughter had been born a month later, that would have been in the middle of lockdown um, in March of last year. 
So I don't like my husband wouldn't have been allowed in the hospital, let alone any other family. And we don't live near family right now. So everyone would have to come in and having a place to be to stay very near the hospital. That would have been really nice, you know, if that need had arose. So paying attention to, again, um, being near hospitals is another strategy for up, down or pandemic type of economies. Okay, so again, to reiterate, the two strategies that I love to look at is the evergreen appeal. So what is, again, that toilet paper strategy? What are the things that people are always going to buy, always, regardless of the economy? But then, And then also, in addition, having a four-season appeal. So there are ne- like things that naturally happen each season that draw people to that area. Um, and then my it's those two kind of can go together um but this other specific one that i felt was worth mentioning because again it does tick all the boxes up economy down economy and pandemic is to help provide a place for care providers like traveling nurses and specialists so in conclusion i mean if you'd asked me this a year ago i would have definitely answered this question differently But I also like that this season has really forced us, well, it's given us the opportunity to increase our business savvy, to think about, okay, because we had been, and we might still be in a bull market. I haven't quite looked, I haven't quite followed to see if it's still described that way, but I'm sure, I think it is. Um, We've been in the, I think it's been the longest running bull market in history, Someone DM me on Instagram, it's Ginny Townsend, if that is not the case, but I think it is. So I think we might have been, you know, lulled into thinking that, uh, you know, maybe this one is here to stay or kind of forgetting the kind of the fundamentals that work in any economy because we simply just didn't have to have to flex that muscle. So again, I think this is an opportunity to increase our business savvy around being evergreen, around being timeless. And I also think this is a reminder of, this season has allowed us to be um, reminded of the importance of having a long-term approach. And obviously this doesn't mean that you can't change course later, but it really is the long-term approach, I think, that tends to be more profitable, what, or what, what I've seen. So... I, that's why I want to have vacation rentals that have appeal in all kinds of markets and economy. So thank you again for joining me today. I hope you found this very helpful. I hope you found this very actionable. So take time and do your research, but know that you're also not alone. So again, I I am incredibly excited to announce that I do have a waitlist open for a program that I'm creating with you in mind. It is what I would have wanted to know, what I would have craved, what I would have done a lot to know when I first started out with my first vacation rental. And it is full of systems. It is full of checklists. It is full of ways for you to make sure that you can be as profitable as possible, where to spend less Like, where does it make the most sense to spend more? And where do you not have to spend more? Like, for instance, Wi-Fi, right? And I mean, I know I've talked about this before, but 
but making sure you have the best Wi-Fi possible, that's where you spend the money. And then you can always find ways to save on other things elsewhere. And I'm going to have all of my favorite lists and hacks. I have a very specific list of what I think is the most important to spend money on and to get that wow factor, that pop factor. And then other areas can be a little bit, you know, they don't have to be as flashy. So I can't wait for this new program to go live. And again, it's been created with you in mind. So if you hop over to JennyTownsend.com slash rental, that is where I have the wait list. If you, um, if you want to hear exactly what is coming down the pipe and want to know exactly when you can get your copy of what I'm calling the six figure vacation rental roadmap, how to find, furnish, and fill your profitable vacation rental. I'm so ecstatic about it. So again, hop on over to JennyTownsend.com slash rental and secure your place on the waitlist. Thanks again for joining me today. And I can't wait until next time. But until then, continue to be up and to the right.